0: Good morning, on this Thursday morning, and welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We are in the book of 1 Corinthians right now, chapter 15, verse 45. This is where we had left off yesterday, so if you've been joining us, and it says, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last, Adam, was made a quickening spirit. And that's the emphasis where we've been making right now. That the first man was made a living soul, and the second man was made a quickening spirit. Jesus said that he had life in himself. As the Father has life, he has life in himself, and he gives it to whosoever he wants. The scripture says, whosoever has the Son has life. He that doesn't have the Son has not life. The life that we're talking about here is the quality, that, that eternal life, the life that is the sustaining life of the Father, the sustaining life of Jesus, if we could even use that terminology. In other words, they don't need to eat. They don't need to whatever. They they, they just have life in them. They exist and all the rest of life in the universe, whatever kind it may be, it flows from God himself because he has life. Well, Jesus was also given the promise that he had life in himself. So wherever he went, wherever he was, life flowed. So wherever there was corruption, wherever there was decay, wherever there was uh, uh, death, life was brought and infused into the situation. Whether it was Lazarus at the tomb, whether it was the woman that was bowed over for 18 years, whether it was the leprous men that came unto Jesus, when he spoke, his words were filled with faith, they were filled with life, and the situation was transformed. That is a very big difference than the first Adam, that after he sinned and fell, his spirit became slave and imprisoned, And the soul basically took over and the flesh and man was banished because he was separated from the living God because of sin. But Christ, when he came, he quickened us even while we were dead in our sins and trespasses, even though uh, hundreds and thousands of years have passed since Christ was crucified, buried and rose from the dead that the quickening power of the blood, the quickening power of the life of Christ is still so effective to bring us back and make us alive unto God, restore us to fellowship, and to begin to break the dominion of the soul in our lives so that the spirit can have the freedom to use the soul as a servant and have the body as a slave to obey and to do the will of God. Well, the scripture says in, five, in John 5, 21, for as the father raises up the dead and quickens them, even so the son quickens whomsoever he will. And that is one of the reasons why at the resurrection, the people are going to be able to be made alive because he conquered the spirit of death And also, he has the keys, he has the authority, he has the power over death and hell itself. Because of that, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus now can flow in the life of an individual Christian here on earth. And the will of God can be accomplished, not just like in the prophets, uh, when they spoke and when they did whatever they did. But now in the life of an individual, every single one of us can be led by the Spirit of God and can also be infused with the life of Christ in us. So that we ourselves, then as we allow that life to flow from deep within our spirit and the Spirit of God and flow out of our lives, it will infuse and affect the lives of the listeners and the hearers and the people that are ministered to. It will minister life. Now, that is if we allow ourselves, deny ourselves, and let him use us. Of course, that doesn't always happen, and it's not always the case. There will always be individuals that are going to be carnal, or we can say soulish, where even though they have been born again, even though the life of God is in them, they still have not learned how to bring the soul under subjection and the body also to bring it completely to a crucified position where it will obey the will of the soul and the soul will obey the will of the spirit of life that is in our spirit and in our life. Well, the scripture says in Romans 8, 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sin ruled and had dominion, according to the scripture in the book of Romans in chapter 6. It had dominion over people. It ruled over people, but it's not supposed to be the case now in the life of the individual that has come to Christ because we have been born again. And we have been born again uh, to the point that the scripture says that there is something now flowing in us. There is something new. And this is how the scripture reads in the book of Romans. In verse number uh, six, it says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, remember, he was raised up quickened, quickened by the spirit of God or it says by the glory of the father even so we even so we also should walk in newness of life there it is we are to walk in newness of life live in newness of life for if if we have been planted together in the same likeness of his death we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that we should no longer, the body, that the body of sin might be destroyed. Henceforth, we should not serve sin. So if we're walking in the newness of life, it's not a question of if and uh, uh, simply uh, uh, keeping some type of a commandment, trying not to break it, trying not to sin, but there is a living power in us that actually would have have the ability to sustain and to keep us. When that living power of life is flowing from deep within, we allow it to flow. And then our soul tells the body, ah, 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 or do this or do that, because we are going to obey the will of God. So that henceforth, we should not obey sin. And we might Uh, simply not no longer have to serve it, for he that is dead is free from sin. Remember, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I have died in my body being crucified with Christ, and every single day I bring it under subjection. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death has no more dominion over him. So death has been already subjected and and conquered, remember, by the spirit of the law of life has made me free from the law of sin and death. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. There's that living again. Likewise, see, in the same manner. Likewise, reckon yourselves also to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is not by willpower. This is not by mental assent of some sort where uh, we have uh, enough self will to accomplish no this is a work of the spirit of god this is a work of jesus himself just as the father gave him life that life is infused into us and it and if we allow that life it will flow through us. In verse number 12 of Romans 6, it says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield yourselves as members of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness, and that includes your soul, your soul telling your body what to do. But you, you, in your own strength and ability, and and thinking and mind and willpower, it's it's never enough. Yes, some people can give up certain habits, but yet, as long as the law of sin and death is operating in an individual, it has control. But if the law of sin If the law of life in Christ Jesus, the spirit of life, has made me free from the law of sin, I am no longer under its dominion. I'm no longer under its control. Therefore, the key is this. In Romans 6, 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but you are under grace. And grace is the amount of ability. That God has given us to be able to overcome whatever the thing or situation is in john six sixty three Jesus speaking said "It is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profits nothing, so there we have to understand that many times religion, even Christianity flips this around and tries to make the flesh the one that obeys and does all the things flowing out of a soul that has not been transformed. And therefore, it's going to be impossible. But it must flow from deep within our spirit through our soul, telling our reasoning, thinking, deciding ability, our will, and then our emotions to follow what the will of God is in our spirit and then bring that over to the body. Not letting it yield to sin, but letting it yield unto the things of God. it says in uh romans eight two for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Now, if we look at something also, the scripture teaches us in the in the in 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 the book of Romans it teaches us concerning being under this dominion that we are no longer supposed to be under. We're supposed to be free from it. And of course, in chapter number seven, uh, that's between chapter six and chapter eight of where we have been reading, the scripture goes to show us something. In verse number uh, 23 from chapter seven, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin and death. Now, Paul said in verse 21, I find a law that when I would do good, evil is present. Meaning that there is in us an unregenerated mind, an unregenerated or transformed uh, way of thinking and will and emotions that need to be brought under subjection to the law of life, he says, but I see another law in my members. Or oh, it says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. There, Okay, right there. You, you can see that first he says that there's something against me. And then he says, but the inward man, my spirit man, it delights after the law of God. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. That's the soul to bring me into captivity to the law of sin and death, which is in my members. He's still talking about an unregenerated, untransformed uh, soul because it hasn't had the time to be processed uh, through time to be renewed and metamorphosed into uh, one that has been totally and completely uh, transformed by the power and the word of God. So it, it cannot... It cannot, our rational thinking in our soul uh, is not enough. We need the inward, the inward power that it's supposed to be of the Spirit of God to help us to overcome. But in verse 23, he says, I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin and death. But remember, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes me free from the law of sin and death. O wretched man that I am, verse 24, uh, who shall save me or deliver me from this body of death? Verse 25, I thank God that through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. So my mind has got to be subjected to my spirit, which is subjected to God, which is subjected to the law of the spirit of life in Christ. Well, that's a lot to take in for a minute there. But consider this food for thought and for the imagination. We've run out of time. Join us again tomorrow on Friday, where we will pick up and continue on this. The Lord richly bless you. Amen.